You're listening to The Served Up Show, a podcast that features inspiring beverage professionals and topic experts that share their passions through meaningful content. Your hostesses, Bridget Albert, is best known as the Market Fresh Mixologist, an industry mentor with over 25 years of experience. And I'm Julie Milroy, best known for my passion for leading change and helping others grow in their careers. Grab a cocktail and sit back. Let's learn how we can make a positive impact in our industry. Hey, hey, everyone. It's Bridget here. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Katie Shaw. Katie is the owner of the celebrated BDA Dance Studio and the artistic director of BDA Dance Company with over 20 years of experience. She is truly an expert, folks, in inspiring and in nurturing the craft of movement. Katie shared with me the importance of calming your mind, the health benefits that comes out of clean eating, as well as what you need to do to get out there, get inspired, and move your body. So sit back relax, grab yourself your favorite smoothie and enjoy the show. Katie, welcome to Served Up. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background within the the health and dance world? Sure. I've been dancing since I was three years old. My mom Um, has been a studio owner in the Joliet area for over 37 years. So I've been dancing since the age of three and haven't stopped since. Recently, I've taken over as owner and company director of my dance studio. And also um, recently, I've been enrolled as a yoga teacher trainer. So I'm almost at my 200 hours completion of that. And I'm really excited to bring that aspect of movement, mind, body, and spiritual side of life here to the studio as well. Yeah, I think that that's awesome. So, you know, it really has been a family business for so many years. You know, you made it through the worst parts of COVID and just kind of, you know, talking about how we're coming out of a pandemic right now, or hopefully coming out of it very, very soon. Why is it important that we pay attention to our bodies? Why is it important that we really do have some focus within our day on our mind and really finding that calming space? That's a great, great question. So living through a pandemic, which none of us could ever prepare ourselves for, gave us time a lot of time to just idle, be still. And at first it was very unsettling, but there's a lot of peace and a lot of comfort that comes with being still and idling. And the more I dove into meditation and using breath work and using yoga poses and vinyasa style classes, the more that I untapped so much peace within myself and calmness and enlightenment, even that my days turned into something so much more fulfilling and 
the more I learn about all of that mind, spirit, soul connection with breath, um, the more I want to share it with my students, the more I want to share it with everybody because it's so needed in today's world. See, now I've known you for a really long time. What our listeners don't know is that we are cousins. And, you know, Katie is a champion dancer. She leads an amazing dance company that wins all sorts of awards. And she's being very humble right now. You know, um, one of the things that I really admire about you is your ability to, you know, really transfer your energy, whether it be, you know, from like hip hop to ballet to tap, and then just really redirecting that energy into um, your yoga practice. And yoga is something that has become so mainstream, and especially in the last few years. What are some of the techniques or what can you share? Maybe some tips that you have learned that our listeners can do at home to kind of find that space within their mind to bring them back to center. One of the biggest things that I learned that I have implemented in my daily routine is meditation. And when you think about meditation and you're not currently practicing, it feels very daunting, like oh my gosh, I have to find, you know, decorate a room like that's just my soul meditation room. And it just gets very overwhelming. But I found through guided meditation and there's apps all over your phones and you can just dabble in. And as long as you give yourself space and quiet and permission to just sit and with yourself and your thoughts and, um, whether it is a guided meditation app or it is just sitting in stillness or reflecting and turning inward, just it only takes a few minutes every single day. And that's what I found so profound about it. And then, you know, slowly over time, you can increase it. But that's such a great tool to add to your toolkit that really benefits mind, body and spirit. Absolutely. You know, and let's talk just a little bit about what else that you could be doing besides, you know, taking care of that physical aspect of your body, you know, through either the practice of yoga or through dance. And then you also mentioned, you know, meditation, which is really taking care of, of your mind and your soul and releasing that stress, right? You know, through your through your body. What about what you're eating? Can you talk just a, a little bit about nutrition and maybe some of your best best practices? I'm a believer of whole foods, anything that comes from the ground that that's not processed, that you can go and only shop in like the produce aisle like that. That to me is all you really need. Um, just clean eating, um, mindful eating. I also felt like as of recently, like really slowing down, making time to sit down to eat and really, truly enjoying what you're eating and almost making an, an, an event. So just being mindful of what you're eating really just goes a long way. And the colorful you make your plate, the better. Yeah, that's really, that's really cool. You know, eat your colors, folks. Don't be afraid to try something new at the grocery store or at the farmer's market. Can you talk to us a little bit more in detail about some of the yoga practices that you find to be very valuable that maybe even someone like myself could do for that beginner. 
because I do believe that yoga can be something for everyone, Mm -hmm. but it also can be very intimidating, right? Mm -hmm. When we want to do something that's good for ourselves, we usually put that on the back burner because it seems a little bit scary to try something new. Mm -hmm. So what are some of um, the things that you've learned in yoga Well, in regards to like the physical practice of yoga, and if it's somebody that's new to it, what do you do? Where do you start? Right. So if you're just looking to start, but you're over, might be intimidated by just walking into a yoga studio where you don't feel comfortable yet because you just don't know what you're in for, find a yoga channel on your TV, start there, go on YouTube, start there and just do your research. See what there's so many different styles of yoga out there. There's so many different yoga studios out there that it it is overwhelming. But if you just start at home and you find something, a yoga channel or YouTube and just start watching and say, I like this style of yoga because X, Y and Z. And then you just slowly start to chip away at it. Take a few classes at your at your house until you feel comfortable going, okay, well, now I want to branch out to, you know, yoga studios in my, you know, in my subdivision and my in my neighborhood, in my area. And just you'll find what works for you and and know that that's a hundred percent okay. So what brought you to yoga? I know what brought you to dance. It's been in the family for a long time. You know, your mother was a dancer and had the dance studio, right? And mm-hmm. and so to really not to shift, but to add on to what your passion is with body and movement, what was that like aha moment where it said, you know, I think I'm going to try this? It's funny, actually. So I'm the type of person that I'm either in 100% or I'm zero. You either got me fully committed or I'm going to, it's going to be a hard pass. So, you know, I've been, I, I've trained the last handful of years. I've done three Chicago marathons and I'm just, I've always felt like I'm hardcore, love to lift weights, love to push my body to the absolute limit. But I, at the end of the day, I always still felt that crave still felt like I wasn't totally fulfilled. I was always chasing what's next. And I was always chasing like I was just chasing something, but I couldn't quite put my finger on what that was. Well, I walked into a yoga studio and there was two studios. One studio to the right of me is like a hot uh, series. So it's um, Bikram style, which means that I believe it's 26 poses. Forgive me if I'm incorrect there, but it's the same same poses. Um, the traditional, I believe is an hour and a half long and it's just, it's, it's, it's in a 105 degree room and it's just intense. And, um, of course I was like, okay, well, I have to sign up for the hardest class that I could possibly find at this yoga studio. Right. Then I was taking classes and classes of just that style, not even realizing to the left of me was this beautiful, quiet candlelit space that was warm, but not 105 degrees. And um, as I was checking in to the front desk, I was talking to this yoga instructor and she, I was telling her like, oh, I'm gearing up for my third marathon and I need the hardest class. I need to push myself, you know, and she just looked at me and kind of smiled and 
said, you know, have you ever tried a restorative or vinyasa yoga class? And I was like, well, is it hard? Am I going to get a workout? Am I going to be sore afterwards? You know, she's like, I think you're the perfect person to try this out because you need balance. If you're constantly going, going, pushing, 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 and always busy and, you know, taking your body to the absolute limit of what it can do. What about what, what your mind, what about when you soften a little bit and you lay and you lay in stillness? And I was like, well, I don't think I'm going to like that. <laughs> so, um, but I gave it a try and it was like the yin yang sensation. Like I knew that was the missing puzzle piece. And since I started doing more restorative yoga and started doing more of the, you know, breath to movement, the vinyasa, and, you know, those classes are difficult in its own right, but it did allow me to stop and to, to reflect on my daily activities and what really gave me space to explore new things. And I found once I did that and I gave myself permission to allow different things in to implement into my schedule and my life, I find it a lot more enriching and I find a lot more peace in my day. That's amazing because I think peace is something that we all crave and all desire, right? At the end of the day, to be able to really to sleep uh, peacefully. Do you have any tips to still your mind? When you say, when I think of like yoga or I think of um, meditation, my mind always goes back to the scene and eat, pray, love. Mm-hmm. And the main character is at this, you know, wellness yoga, yogi retreat. And she is, you know, sitting in a meditation room and her mind is just bebopping all over the place. So how do you stop that? I think for a lot of us, especially in a high stressful, just high energy. And like you said, always on the go type of a career. How do we really get to that center space in our mind to kind of give it a timeout? That's like the million dollar question, right? So it's different. I truly believe it's different for everybody. Okay. But I know that um, for me, um, what kind of helps is to get outside. You put your phone down. You do not need your ear pods and you do not need other forms of distraction. You put your phone down and you go for a walk around your neighborhood, anywhere down the street to your mailbox and back. Just get outside and walk around a bit. Come back inside, take a minute and ask yourself, how did that feel? And if it felt great, write it down. Journaling, that's great. It doesn't have to be like this profound aha moment that you have to do every day, right? It doesn't have to be some groundbreaking epiphany. It really doesn't. And I think that's what people get so turned off and so stressed out about it. Like now I have to meditate. Are you kidding? I have to go here, here, here. And then they're done. They're they're not going to entertain it anymore because everybody does live busy, crazy lives professionally and personally. But All it takes is a couple minutes, get outside without your phone, without any distraction and take a walk with yourself. Don't put any added added stress. Don't put any listening to this lady talking on this podcast. Now I have to reflect in and see how I'm like, no, like turn all of that off and just get outside. 
and slowly over time, maybe go two laps around your neighborhood or whatever. But finding yourself in nature is the best medicine that everybody needs to do. And it's so overlooked and it's so pushed aside. But I truly think that it will improve one's state of living. I agree with you. And I think especially like as women, we tend to be extra hard on ourselves and try to be that perfectionist, you know, trying to be the mom and have the high powered career. And a lot of times it doesn't leave a lot of space for ourselves. And so what you say just makes a whole lot of sense. If you can take a moment out to just be. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is really one of the most hardest things. I mean, look, if I lose my phone for five minutes, I have a total panic attack. (laughs) You know, I think a lot of you can probably relate to, right? For sure. So how is this new way of being, you know, this new path that you are taking, how has it showed up in other parts of your life? I find that I am, and and I'm human, like it's not like I don't have those days where like I can't be without my phone or, you know, I'm extremely high strung and stressed out. Like, yes, we're human, you know, and, and it's, it, we're not perfect. And as women, it's time to really just look at yourself in the mirror and take a nice inhale and exhale and be like, you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. If somebody is living that way, they're full of shit. (laughs) Right. So it's just giving yourself a minute to exhale. Okay. And, and be okay with that. Right. Um, what I noticed in my life after bringing, you know, diving more deeply into yoga and and um, the more mindful way of living, um, I find myself a bit calmer. Um, I'm less critical to others and myself. And I kind of find that I have more time in my day. As weird as it is, because, you know, I'm a business owner. I, I'm a wife. I'm a mom of two teenagers. And, you know, life is busy. But I set my alarm at 5 a.m. And that's my quiet time. I do a, a a daily guided meditation. I do some yoga and then I write out my grocery list and I get my shit together before my day starts. And I feel like if you just allow yourself a few minutes to do whatever makes you happy and more organized and, uh, and you're going to set yourself up for success. Absolutely. What are some things that you need to physically have to maybe start taking yoga or really to bring yourself to that path of wellness? What are like the key pillars? What are some things that you just, you really should have? Again, for like the physical practice of yoga, like it, like get on YouTube, find a teacher that you gravitate towards and that you like to, to study from. And just that in itself, do that. Step one, physical practice. In regards to the nutrition I mean, we do have that beautiful thing, Google, right? I would start maybe dabbling in some clean eating recipes, go to your grocery store, stock up on some good stuff that you feel good about yourself buying fruit, vegetables, and guided meditation. Same thing. Like it could be one minute, two minutes. Deepak Chopra has amazing short guided meditation that just kind of opens the door to limitless possibilities with that. You just have to have an open mind and give yourself space and permission to start something new. Well, that's one of the most 
difficult things I think to do is give. But is yourself. it though? Is it? I think it but is. like, why, you know, why all you have to do is look at yourself and say, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to beat myself up if I skip a day of meditation or, you know, it, it's really up to you. It's really just entertaining the thought of wanting to do better by you and, and feel better within you. You're already doing it. <laughs> You're already doing it. You're changing your life. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, this is what I love about Katie is she just kind of sneaks it in there that she has ran the Chicago Marathon, not one time, but how many times? Three. Three times. She's ran it three times. So, you know, the one of the reasons we want to have Miss Katie here on Served Up is because she is a true inspiration to so many people. You know, she is not afraid to go out there and to try. Can you talk a bit about what that was like for you? The experience of training for a marathon, experiencing the marathon and completing it, not just once, but three times. The first one, um, I didn't obviously didn't know what to expect. I wasn't, I'm not a, I know it's, it sounds very strange, but I'm not like a runner. I don't run every day. But again, like that mindset that I have to like do the hardest things just to do it because I am a human and I like to compete and I like to push myself and and just see what happens. Right. So the first one was just, hey, do you want to run the Chicago Marathon with your buddies and and see and and be together through this process and this training and run up Lakeshore, you know, in Chicago and just experience all of the things. Hell yeah, I'll do it. Sign me up. It was amazing. It was just amazing. Um, So the first time through, I was like, I didn't know what to expect, but here I am. I'm going to give it a go. Um, And I did. And uh, second time around, obviously with one under my belt, I knew that I could do it physically and mentally. So um, I did it again and then the pandemic hit and then it was taken away from all of us. And I didn't like that feeling of something that was ripped away from my hands. And, and, and I don't like to be told that I can't do something when I want to. Um, so when we were when I was able to do it the third time, I decided that, you know, because three years, you're three years older, you know, your joints ache, your muscles hurt. I decided I don't care about the time that I finish. I just want to finish. And um, and I did. And uh, to experience the Chicago Marathon and the people that come out to support you during that process, thousands of thousands of strangers just cheering for you. And there's so many beautiful charities that that um you know you raise money for and you believe in and it's it's such a powerful lifting experience the whole thing you know it's it's more than just 26.2 miles of what you experience so i never thought that i never thought that i would love it as much as i did cuz it is grueling and you want to quit and you want to just throw in the towel but um again what you learn from just humankind that there's just so much love and so much support. So I will always, I will always remember that journey. So will you be running another marathon? <laughs> no. 
I am not going to be running any more marathons. Um, those days are behind me, but I'm all game for some turkey trot 5Ks or, you know, <laughs> I will run for beer and wine, perhaps if, at the finish line. I'm always up for that. But no, the marathon days, those days are, are, uh, are over for me. So let's just take it back a little bit. You kind of in the intro, um, when we first sat down, just very briefly, you know, talked about your dance career. And I do think that we need to go back there Mm -hmm. because you've been dancing for how many years? Um, I would, well, well, over 40. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Over 40 years, a dancer. Can we talk about that journey and how you really found yourself on stage? And where did that part of your life and career, what were the beginnings? Well, um, I started, you know, like, like a lot of other young ladies and gents, um, as a little tiny tat, um, dancing. I was luckily and lucky enough to study under my mom for a long time. My grandma played the piano at our dance studio. Um, and it's just, it's a huge part of our family and a huge part of my upbringing. I fell in love with jazz funk when I was probably in junior high freshman. Um, we used to attend, uh, Chicago and national based conventions and workshops. And I was privileged enough to study under the great, uh, Mr. Frank Hatchett which he is no longer with us, but he was like the pioneer of jazz funk fusion. He introduced me to um, a a style of hip hop that I didn't know exists, that I didn't know I could ever do and just really opened my eyes and my heart into more movement, uh, more movement patterns. And um, he was such a passionate teacher and I just learned so much from him because I, I wasn't the ballet dancer. Um, I didn't enjoy ballet. I did it because, you know, we had to take ballet. And now looking back, I was like, why didn't I take more ballet? <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that he, you know, I, I, I put a lot of credit to that man because of his knowledge and um, just his influence on, on jazz with me and the music and, and how he taught and his choreography. It was just, it was just outstanding. Then, you know, through high school, then I did the dance team, did palms. Um, and then after high school, uh, started studying at Harbor street dance through teaching and, um, at the studio, you know, still found, found some time to continue to develop my training. You know, I'd, I'd make it to the city every chance that I could to take dance classes and, from there, just fell in love with teaching. I teach from ages two all the way through high school. And um, to be able to instill a passion for art and movement in today's youth is something that I take very seriously and that I love being a part of. Um, you know, it's, it's a special treat when I run into former students of mine at the store or what have you. And and, you know, a couple of weeks go by and now I'm teaching their daughter. So it's, it's just a very, very amazing thing that I can be a part of that, that helps me navigate through these crazy times and something that brings joy to me. And I'm just very blessed to be able to bring joy of movement to kids because they sure need it. 
Well, you know, and, and adults, we need it too. (laughs) You know, like I said, we're cousins and definitely love, love, love to dance. What are some of your favorite styles beyond the funk, the jazz? I've seen you in the club. (laughs) I've held your purse. (laughs) Well, going to say hip hop. (laughs) Yes. um, (laughs) Goodness. How do I, what do I say here? Um, Yes, absolutely. Hip hop. Um, there's just something so powerful there and um, so strong and and just it's just I can't really put it to words, really. And today, what I really enjoy, it's just like more just teaching, teaching and instilling the passion for, you know, for dance, for movement, you know, for kids and adults alike. Um, but just again, like giving yourself permission to get out there on the dance floor, who cares what style it is, as long as you have a smile on your face and you're, you're sweating and you're, you're having a good time. That's really all it's about. That's what we're, that's what we all need. Oh my gosh. I agree with you a hundred percent. Dance is an art within itself, Mm -hmm. you know, just as yoga is just as meditation is in the times that we live in and really coming out of the trauma of COVID you know, I do believe that dance, that yoga, that any sort of movement that is kind to your body can really be like your safe place to land Mm. at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. Right. Because I do think that we all try sometimes to figure it out. Like I need to go join that gym and then never go, you know, we need to spend that whatever it is every month and feel the pressure. Like I have to do this. I have to do that. When at the end of the day, it's really maybe having that conversation with yourself. Absolutely. And like you said, giving yourself permission, whether it's to dance around your room, which I know I've done mm-hmm. a million times. And even with you, <laughs> and sure. I've had some, you know, some really, just a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. That's really all it boils down to. It really does. It's just giving yourself permission to get out there and do something, something that, you know, that'll benefit you. And who cares if your neighbor doesn't do it? Who cares if the person's sitting next to you? Whatever. It's it's just, it's knowing what your inner self is trying to tell you and then listening to it and then acting upon it. Whether it be dancing down your driveway to go get your mail out of the mailbox coming in, I bet you you'll feel 100% better than if you didn't do it. It's not as hard as everybody society and social media, you know, you're not going to see me, you know, doing some yoga pose in next to a mountain and make it really hard. And, you know, that's like so unattainable and false news. Right. So it's, it's not about that. It's just listening to yourself, moving with yourself, breathing with yourself and believing that you can do it. I love that folks. Believe that you can do it. Where can our listeners find you? Well, my dance studio's website is bdadance.com. I'm like kind of really old school and I don't have Instagram. I know I'm lame, but I don't. Um, However, I'm on Facebook. Our studio has two Facebook accounts. um, But if you just uh, type in BDA, B as in boy, D as in dog, A as in apple, dance, um, you'll find us, you'll find me and um, check us out. Definitely. I do have one more question for you. Not even a question, more of a question and a comment. So, you know, I have a new book out myself and my co-author, Mary Barranco. And if you haven't checked it out, please check us out. We're on amazon.com. 
in um, just in a few weeks, we will also be available in Barnes and Noble, Walmart, and on target.com. And just a little plug there, (laughs) but it's Market Fresh Mixology presents Life, Love, Happiness, and Cocktails. And for the book, Mary and I were very selective on the folks that we want to feature, you know, on the pages to grace the, the pages of our book. And we really reached into our friends and our family and people that we care about that really tied into the stories and the energy of the book. And our first person that we asked was Katie. Katie, we really called like our muse of our stories. And so if you haven't checked it out in the gorgeous pictures that she's in, please make sure that you do. And can you talk just a little bit about what that experience was like to just be the muse of a cocktail book? Oh my gosh. And to be (laughs) featured in it and to be on the shelf. So that was like a a dream really come true. And it, it landed, it landed in my lap at the right time of my life where I was like, you know what? Hell yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to have a whole lot of fun with the process. First of all, I was so blessed that Bridget and Mary, you know, in, invited me along with the book and their concept. And I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with everything about it, with the cocktails, of course, how they were able to make it so personal. And if you know Mary and you know Bridget, um, they are trailblazers and they're not sorry about speaking what they're passionate about. And um, it's hard not to gravitate towards strong women like that. So I was 100% in as soon as they asked me to come along. I'm very proud to be included in the book. I just had the most fun. Like I look back and I think, hell yeah, that was awesome. And I'm so I'm just so proud to, to be a part of it because I believe in it. And I believe in the stories and, and the love and the messages and how cocktails are more than cocktails and and why and and it just it's beautiful and i'm just i'm i'm just so fortunate and full of gratitude that you know they asked me to be a part of it thank you for just being a, an inspiration to so many and for being unserved up it's been yeah, an absolute pleasure to have you on it's been so much fun and i want to on behalf of the served up family and myself Katie i want to wish you just just a lot of great health and a lot of peace. So cheers to you. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on. Thanks for listening. Served Up is brought to you by Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. Produced by Zunu.online. Music by We Kill the Lion can be found on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe to be notified of future Served Up episodes. Cheers.